Hello, hello, hello. Right, I really wanted to kick this off with some actual authenticity rather than um, just uh, just talking about it rather than like actually um, talking about real shit. Um, oh, I need to stop saying M. It's such a such a problem. Okay, I will try very hard to not say M. I've been on a pretty crazy journey recently i feel like i've been doing i feel like i've been turning into a grown-up that's what it feels like i'm 28 now uh so i don't know maybe that was like a quarter life crisis or something to be honest i'm not really sure what happened but my i feel like i've just been on this absolute roller coaster of emotion and mentalness and I've I've kept it all to myself. I I like I have not been authentic. I I I maybe have with some very actually you know even my clo- some of my closest friends have said whoa I haven't you told me this shits before um and honestly it's because I've been embarrassed and I haven't felt like they're well what haven't I felt I, I guess I just I felt like it would be too self indulgent or. Uh, do you know what it really is? I just don't like being a downer. I don't like being someone that, that brings the mood down. But that uh, there's an issue with that. Because if all, if all we ever are, or if all we ever present to each other are the parts of ourselves that we like, we're left to deal single-handedly with the shit that we don't like about ourselves. So anyway, I'm kind of a, a, like, I don't know. I just kind of want to, come out of this mental closet and stop pretending that every day that I have is fantastic. I feel like, and I feel like a lot of us are kind of addicted to this just because of the expectation that, uh, that social media kind of puts on us to, to present this front and maybe just the taboos around general mental well-being and mental health. So, so I guess like here's my story in a nutshell 18 months ago uh six months before I left for Australia I'm in Australia now by the way for those that don't know 18 months ago I was seriously low I struggled to get out of bed I wasn't eating very well uh I was I was just I just had no motivation for life I, I didn't have any passion for anything and it really wasn't like me anybody that knew me knew that that was kind of the opposite of what I was was like naturally but at this but then at the same time because my a big part of my personality was kind of wrapped up in in that I felt there was a pressure to be that so the only the only version of myself I ever showed people was the more upbeat version but the people that really knew me knew that there was something off and eventually I ended up going to a doctor and just saying look am I depressed you know like do I have a problem here and uh he he kind of just asked all the standard questions and we we spoke through it for not very long before he was like yep you've you're kind of showing a lot of the signs of depression so I was like holy shit that that sucks um but but there uh, to be honest there was a certain sense of relief around just kind of knowing that I was go I, I wasn't alone I was going through something that loads of people go through and 
Anyway, he put me on some happy pills and said, come back to me in six months. And within, honestly, I, I think it was like three days. So it must have been placebo because apparently happy pills don't work that way. Three days, I was starting to feel good again. And anyway, kind of had ups and downs. But over the six months, just really made a lot of progress. Saw a, a therapist type person who really just helped me deal with my thoughts and bring them into a safe space and all that kind of jazz and after six months which is kind of your minimum time for happy pills I was off them again and I kind of and oh yeah and off to Australia so I was kind of like okay great dealt with that one that was that was great but then I got to Australia and it all just spiraled again and I I I witnessed myself going through these cycles of just ups and downs and ups and downs and I guess over the so over the past year and a half I've just been I've just been on this crazy journey of trying to work out what this means and 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 wrestling with low mood and and yeah basically trying to work that out and I mean, I'm not. I'm not talking about this for any kind of self indulgence. To be honest, I'd, ra- I'd rather, I'd rather keep it to myself. But I feel like there's more power in sharing it because there's there are certain things that happen that I wasn't really aware of when I had when I had low mood. That if I had known beforehand, I think I would have dealt with it an awful lot better. Um, and I just kind of want to. I, I don't know. I just want to highlight a few of them and. and just unpack it a little bit. First thing is, and probably the most important thing, which is my most recent learning, is that some people are prone to low mood. I, my family has a history of it. Um, other people have kind of a, you know, there's so there's like genetic uh, dispositions. Is that the word? I, 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 I'm not very good with words. I don't know what that. Forget it. It can be in your genes. It can be in the environment you're in. It can be down to stress. I'm not. I'm not a doctor, but there's loads of different reasons why you can experience low mood. And when I first accepted that it was an experience that I was going through, I never felt like I was given the tools to get out, to get out of it, and. I'm not saying you have to just run from it because sometimes embracing it is actually important or accepting it is all part of the process, blah, 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 blah. But there's a certain, there is, there's a certain responsibility that you can take for yourself when you're feeling low, feeling low mood. And the, the big thing that I've learned recently is just that it takes bravery to get out of it. You know, like the, your doctor will say, oh, make sure you exercise more, make sure you eat better, make sure you know, you're good to yourself, blah, 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 blah. That stuff means nothing when you're sitting there feeling sorry for yourself, not able to get out of bed, thinking that the world is about to crash down around you. It literally means nothing. But the thing that I've... And in a sense, it's frustrating when you're there because you you feel like you've got no capacity to get out of it. What I have learnt and realised recently is that there is this... there There is a certain amount of bravery that it takes that... 
you almost need to accept that that is that is what you're feeling and that's that's the state you're you're going through but if you trust that changing up your environment might help you out of it then sometimes you can take the steps to get there i was in i was feeling low a few weeks ago and i was so close to just switching on netflix and you know just which when you're feeling tired and and not feeling it you you can you almost give yourself permission to do that and i just thought to myself no i need to do what my body needs so i put on my trainers and i just started running and for the first half a mile i was hating it like i did i was considering turning around multiple multiple times but eventually i broke through the endorphins in my body raised and voila calms happy again and full of life and optimistic it literally was like a flick of a switch that doesn't always work of course it doesn't always work but i i feel like i i feel like to a certain extent i've taken a little bit of control of the mental states that i'm subject to by realizing that I don't need to I don't need to be subject to it totally. I can I can fight back in a sense. Um sometimes I can't and when I can't that's okay and it's honestly don't hear me wrong. It's okay to be sad. It's okay to be down. It's okay to be out of energy. It's a human experience and I and I think we need to be kind to ourselves. I think that's it's such an important part of it. Um, but there is a there's a certain sense of responsibility that if you know that low moods are something that you wrestle with you can you can be strategic about it so i'm doing all sorts of things now just to just to try and keep myself in a positive frame of mind it doesn't mean that i don't experience it i mean this morning i was feeling low but i got up uh, i exercised i ate really really good food i didn't start work straight away because i knew that that would just i would just keep this i would just keep that little dark cloud over my head i just allowed myself to take time i meditated whew, and then i went for a skateboard got a coffee chilled out for a bit listened to a podcast and and then i started work i started work an hour and a half later than i would have liked to but my entire day was changed as a result another thing that i'm doing is embracing embracing suffering right this is this is such an amazing one right so one of the big traps that i found myself in was that i was i was falling into these feelings of 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 okay. is low mood to medical or technical or something hold on i need a drink oh of water water See, do you know what I need? I need coconut water. It is the greatest for hydrating you. Oh my days. And it's delicious. Um no, don't say um. Hold on. I I am literally the worst at multitasking. Absolutely terrible. Um yes, embracing suffering. So another trap that I kind of fell into was these these really negative thoughts of why am I suffering? This kind of victim mentality. Why am I suffering? Everybody else seems to be happy. Uh, I'm a shambles. I'm a mess. Uh, I've got no energy. Blah, 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 blah. Oh my goodness. Coconut water is the greatest. Um, but, but the thing is, you, 
sorry. Stop multitasking. Okay, I'm back. I've totally forgotten what I was saying. Literally totally forgotten. Low mood, thinking, suffering, suffering. Oh my days. This is so good. So so meditation has taught me this and I'll, I'll do a whole other podcast on meditation. Uh, actually, I'll do multiple podcasts on meditation because it's literally, honestly, it, it was one of my primary routes through this and it, it's such an incredible, incredible practice. But anyway, one of the things that I've really learned through meditation is... Uh, is I've ch- my my relationship with suffering has changed. I used to I used to have this victim mentality. You know why am I suffering? Why am I going through these these bad feelings? Now I've just realised that I'm human, and I've kind of just accepted that, that. You know, I'm a deep thinker. That that's a blessing and a curse. Sometimes I think too much, but sometimes. I sometimes like thinking is just what I love to do and it's also my source of deepest deepest joy and happiness so I'm not going to give that up that's just a big part of me but if if my relationship with suffering is that of feeling like I shouldn't be experiencing this then all I'm ever all I'm ever doing is fighting it but it's a, it is part of our human experience there are so many shit parts of life. Like we, we, oh my goodness, people just, people get sick out of the blue. People die out of the blue. You stub your toe in the morning, you know, you, it's cold on your way to work and you, you, you get a runny nose. I mean, there are so many parts and there's such a massive spectrum of suffering. And I think the, the spoilt, well, no, I wasn't spoiled, but like the, just the, the privileged white boy that I am was like, oh, why am I suffering? You know, I, I need to fight to, just to make sure that everything is awesome and um, I, I should have an awesome life. That was a lie that we were sold when we were growing up that you can have everything and everything can be great. It can't. It can't. There are things that we just can't control and suffering is, is, is a real part of life. If we can change our relationship with suffering, not to only, well, first to accepting that it is a part of life. And if it's a part of life, then we need to, we need to basically make a decision as to how we're going to relate to it. I've started, this sounds like a tangent, it's not. I've started having cold showers. Now, don't quote me on that. Well, actually, yeah, quote me on it. Ever since I started, I haven't stopped. I've been doing it for about a month now. I get in. Granted, I get in, have a warm shower, and then I psych myself up, turn off the, ha- the hot tap completely, and then for 30 seconds, I count down to 30, and turn it on, and I kind of shake, and it makes sure I get it all over me, fully embrace the cold, embrace the suffering of the cold, and then when it's all done, I just m- let, let out this massive yell, and I feel alive. The reason I do it, and the reason I'm going to continue to do it, is because I want to improve my relationship with suffering. I don't want to fear it anymore. I want to welcome it because I think it is such a key teacher in developing us as people. If you think about you know, like the, the, the highest highs in, in my experience always follow the lowest lows. You know, like Florence, one of my favorite, favorite artists, it's always darkest before, actually 
did she even say it's always darkest before the dawn? I don't know, it's in her song anyway. But it, but it is, it's always darkest before the dawn. And the deeper we go, the more suffering that we experience, the richer our experience of life is. Yes, it, it, it's not enjoyable. You know, at the time, it's really, really hard to, sometimes it's really, really hard to embrace the suffering. I know some crazy meditative wizards who are actually able to go through crazy, crazy suffering very present and and almost not suffer. Well, I guess they still suffer, but yeah. Who is it that says uh, pain times resistance equals suffering? Yeah, suffering is pain times resistance. So if you resist the, yes, if you resist the pain, then you suffer. But if you let go of the resistance, then then all you have is pain. You don't actually, you don't actually suffer. And pain, it, it's, it's, it is just, it's just a part of being human. And that's just one, of the, it's one of the most amazing revelations that I've had. It doesn't make it any easier, but in terms of building a mental strength, what I have re- what I've come to learn and come to realize is that I need to, I need to practice that. And it's like, oh yes, and this is my next point. Boom, boom, boom. You'd think I'd have notes. Maybe you wouldn't. Maybe you think I'm rambling. Um, I feel like I'm onto something here, though. My great, my, my most, my greatest revelation so far has been that, just like, I need to train my physical body if I want it to feel good. Um, like I, I, I'm currently going to stretch classes and gymnastics classes. I'm running and I'm surfing, uh, and, and those are my ways of, of taking care of my physical body so that it feels like a nice place to live, right? That there's an, there's an element of responsibility and there's definitely enough scientific evidence that says that that's, that's really a really important way to feel good. But just as you have to put in, t- I mean, I must put, I must put in two, at least two hours a day of, of exercising. Um, just as much as you have to do that, you have to do this. You have to do the same for your mind. Your mind is your it, is that your entire window of your experience of life. So why wouldn't you put why wouldn't you put time into actually developing that and questioning how well it's functioning for you? If you're holding on to to past hurt or trauma or things that are old things that your brain has learned that are still playing a part today that are actually now a hindrance to your experience of the world then why would you why would you still hold on to that why would you put up with it it's a and and i think that's why meditation is called a practice um along with loads of other you know mental things it, it's all about practice it's about training your mind to think better i was chatting to katie my wife who's amazing the other day and we were, we were t- talking about mindfulness and meditation and she, she struggles with it because she's, she's just, oh, she's always on and she really struggles to sit still with herself. And uh, she was ta- we were chatting about it and I was saying to her, I, I was basically saying, imagine your, imagine your mind was played on a cinema screen 24-7. How much of that, what would be on that screen? Um, and by what proportions, you know, how much of that is going to be positive 
Um, how much of that is going to be full of fear? Uh, how much of that is going to be full of thinking about stupid things that that um, don't give life to you? How many? How much of that is actually going to be about positive things that that actually do bring life to you? There's a, there's a. I feel like I have my mind on a training regime and it's not strict in the sense of I sit down every day and do meditation for an hour although I kind of wish I did do that but it's not strict in that sense it's more I guess I'm kind of doing it in my own way which is which is more spontaneous and just taking each day as it comes but what I'm doing now is just trying to trying to take every experience that I have as a way to learn and grow and develop a mental toughness and um, not tough no not toughness actually a mental strength tough implies that it resists things I, I don't think we should resist anything but a mental strength that allows me to experience the world as it presents itself to me and respond to respond in ways that I want to rather than in reactionary ways which are which in the past would have been, oh, I'm scared of that. Oh, now I'm insecure. Oh, now I am feeling bad about myself. Oh, look, now I'm down and there's a few days of being sad. Sometimes when, we've, when we're carrying a lot of shit, that's what's gonna happen. But one thing that I find is just that if, you, if, you're, if you're able to recognize those things and just hold them as what they are, there is an incredible amount of freedom that comes from letting them be that and and replacing them with what you want them to be so uh, like i don't want these to be too oh my days 22 minutes okay i don't I, I don't want these to be too long so i'm going to stop here but i yeah i've got so much more to say but i'm just yeah i'm do you know what i'm buzzing because i've just come in i've just got well i just went surfing then i came in had a cold shower um having just been in the freezing cold sea it's winter here at the minute and it's baltic uh so i'm kind of buzzing so i just wanted to get that out but i just oh my goodness i just i yes i'll finish on this i just feel like so many of us are subject to uh reactionary ways in which our minds think and we actually have a lot more strength and power than we realize. And if we can tap into that and really, really listen to ourselves and be kind to ourselves and love ourselves, which is, the, which is my greatest, greatest challenge, then we can have freedom from that stuff. I don't think we need to be scared about talking about being down. I don't think we need to be scared about this whole idea of mental health and... Yeah, uh, for a long time I just felt, sorry I'm rambling again, but for a long time I just, I felt that I couldn't show that part, that side of me because if I showed that side people would be like, oh well, there's the, there's the strategist, which is what I was, am I still, I don't, I don't even know if I ever really was that, but that was a title that I used anyway in my past life, there's a strategist who is depressed, not gonna hire him, that's not a great idea, but what, what's more powerful a strategist that's that is off his game and depressed but we can't see it but we just can't work it out or a strategist who 
fight like fights with depression and uses strategy to actually observe himself and create ways to build resilience and um you know see new perspectives through suffering i i, I just I, I feel like if we can really if we can really truly own the sides of ourselves that we're most ashamed of those are probably the parts that offer us the most opportunity for growth and i just that that is what i'm about i just i, I just i love growing i love understanding myself better um and I think there's so much freedom to be found from accepting those things and uh, and just um, embracing them as who we are and learning from them rather than resisting them and being scared because that just that that puts us um, on a on standstill like we, we you can't go anywhere when when you're scared because you resist everything so the only way that I believe through um, these kind of things is actually diving right into them so yeah be brave right 25 minutes very sorry that took so long